0: Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and today is Thursday, January 28th, 2021. You know, we usually like to release on Wednesdays, but it is January in Chicago. We had some winter storms this week, but you know, I'm going to get an episode out every single week for you. This week is no exception, and I'm so excited. This is episode 145, and it features a former guest, Flanino. Now, since Flynn last came on, he's been putting in work in the studio, and has been absolutely killing it. He's also currently doing a rebranding to follow a path that fits his story and a passion on a long-term scale. In episode 145, we discuss 2020 thoughts. Like so many others, Flynn's world flipped upside down from DJing about seven times a week to staying inside seven times a week. However, all things considered, Flynn made some serious moves and has propelled himself forward to become one of the biggest rising stars in Chicago. And the last time I had Flynn on was actually June of 2018. Since then, he's released over 25 originals, collabs, and remixes, and he's continued to evolve and mature with every one of his productions. It's no surprise, his music has gotten the attention of worldwide labels like Sub 49, Bring the Kingdom, Gold Digger, and Actuation. And one of the main reasons I wanted to have Flynn back on was to discuss his rebrand. A rock star at heart, Flynn has been working on redefining himself as an artist who wears his heart on his sleeve 24-7. We took a deep dive into why he made this switch, the new music that he's going to be releasing, and his plans for the future. Flint is a dear friend of mine and I can honestly say I've never seen him so focused and determined to make this dream a reality. He inspires me and so many others on a daily basis and I cannot wait to see where this journey takes him. Let's all hop in the Flanino train. Next stop, main stage. This is episode 145 with Flanino. Wow. This is a very special moment for a lot of different reasons because... One, I'm with a close friend of mine, Flynn Cons, a.k.a. Flanino. It's so good to have you here, man. Two, you haven't been on the show officially since June of 2018.
1: It feels forever.
0: We're both in a lot different of a place than we were then.
1: I just realized that's over two years. Yeah, I thought it was two years or like a year and a half, and I was like, holy I
0: shit. know, right? It's so fucking crazy that it's already mm-hmm. 2021, but thank God. Yeah. Third, and certainly not least, we're here to talk about a lot of big things that you've got planned for the rest of this year, but... It's good to have you here, man. Cheers.
1: Happy to be here. Uh, God did not bless this, but... Mm.
0: It's not kosher.
1: Yeah, this is a, a <laughs> Hebrew show.
0: Yeah, we're both half Jewish. Fun yeah, fact. Yeah, half
1: Jewish. <laughs> we we, we uh, respect, you know, everything. We got the hutzpah. We don't have the... The chutzpah. We don't have the blood of Christ. We have the hutzpah.
0: We whip out Yiddish words here and there, and it really resonates with the people when we use it.
1: Yeah, people don't know what we're
0: saying. No, no, no. But if you <laughs> well, say you it... Well, you tell
1: them, they're thrown off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: You wanna taught me a chutzpah?
0: Who?
1: Uh, a Catholic monk taught me what a, chutzpah meant. <laughs> <laughs> a Catholic monk? It was the most ironic thing. It was in school. And he literally was like right. he, he brought it up. I went to, for those of you that don't know, I don't know where to look, but I mean there, there, there. There's yeah, it's um, okay anywhere. But he literally taught, like we were going through something and we were, I think it was a morality class. hmm And you need that. <laughs> I lack the morals. You
0: needed that. But
1: uh yeah, no, I did. And he robbed this, he's like, it's a Yiddish word. He's like, because a lot of you guys need this and you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a good word for it in Latin, but in Yiddish it's Hutzpah. Yeah. And yep. he said said it like the most Catholic and non-Yiddish speaking person on <laughs> the planet. Yeah. I look it up. It means exactly it means balls. You got some balls. You That's have some courage. I was like, I was like, of course. Yeah, the Jews, oh like, you gotta have some hutzpah. You gotta have some hutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you got a lot of but Yeah, you gotta try. And uh oh, topic that doesn't matter. Yeah, but perfect. There's that movie The Hunters. Yeah. Or sorry, the show The Hunters, where it's Al Pacino.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, he is a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust. Yeah. And going through hunting these Nazis. Mm-hmm. The amount of Hebrew in there and Yiddish, and the way they use it is the only time I've ever seen it accurately represented. Yeah. In a show, and I was just like, hmm, wow. Al Pacino, you wouldn't think he was a Jew, but the Italians play really good Jews. So, Is he actually Jewish? I don't know. He
0: did a good job, though. He did a really good job. Good yeah. actor. It's
1: it's actually accurately portrayed. Yeah, so really? it was, it's beautiful. I was like, wow, that's amazing that, for once, the Jewish community is not being made fun of in <laughs> every fucking TV show.
0: <laughs> being but yeah. acknowledged.
1: Yeah, being acknowledged correctly, so it was Well, cool. I yeah. mean, we're
0: always willing to take uh movie recommendations especially these days yeah, it's yeah really all we're doing
1: any of them i can give you all of them i've
0: watched like almost all of the avengers movies and marvel <laughs> movies like back now like disney plus is a shit yeah showing my girlfriend all of them and i'm i'm so in deep bro
1: you have to watch all the james bond movies i gotta do that There's, that is a good idea there is a lot of them and i did that right at the beginning of quarantine and it lasted two or three <laughs> two months for sure <laughs> watching all of them and i was what's just, the best one Honestly, I mean, either the one, uh, there's that guy who played James Bond one time, and ever, that's everyone's least favorite,
2: Yeah.
1: or the one, some of the ones that Daniel Craig is now, I'd honestly say. Really yeah. Good. Or, you know, Sean Connery is really good, but he's kind of like, you know, it would not be um, mm. PC in today's terms, some yeah. of the shit that gets said in there. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. If you're not
1: trying to be offended, then don't watch that, but. Uh,
0: yeah, that's true. But you have to be. Pierce Bros and Halle Berry once classic. Though, yes, that Day. is really good. Pierce Bronson. Brosnan.
1: Brosnan. Brosnan. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Action Bronson was hey, action his, Bronson stunt, his body is double. He a DJ?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, Sorry. no surprises. A little bit too we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll switch lanes. We're going to talk about you today, Flynn. Yeah. Before we get into D, man, I just want to know, like, how was 2020 for you? Because you were DJing <laughs> seven days a week, pretty much up until the day before the world shut down. Literally. And you've been... Yeah. yeah and you've been... At home now, for the most part,
1: seven yeah. days a week. I mean... How's it been, man? How you feel? I mean, we were talking earlier.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, I, I'm i a very frank and upfront person. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, it seemed like at that point, especially in Chicago, like, everything for me was just kind of going up, 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 up. It just kept on, like, leveling up and leveling up and escalating and escalating and escalating, escalating and more, you know, bigger shows, more monies, and then, like... All of a sudden, it's just gone. And the worst part, I wasn't even upset about, you know, that being gone. I was upset about what I was losing that was planned in the future. You know, like, the festival opportunities that really would have broken my career stacked on top of the label releases I locked in. At that point, in March specifically, like, Chicago shut down the 16th.
0: Or, that weekend St. Patrick's yeah, Day they so, cancelled the parade yeah, yeah I
1: DJed the Saturday all day and then the Sunday I DJed Bob blonde for like 20 people there was no way there <laughs> and then <clears throat> but that month I had four label releases I had my big, biggest label release up to that point on Gold Digger yep and then I was supposed to play the birthday party show the birthday party birthday party Sound bar. Yeah, Wednesday, car pile, birthday party myself. Oh my God,
0: bro, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: all Gold Digger artists, and then, you know, Spring Awakening was in the talks, and North Coast was in the talks, and all that stuff, and so... We were going to get you going on a Midwest tour. Yeah, you know, I was about to be on, <laughs> I was about to be. a lot of luxuries doing, doing these college tours. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, yeah. um, and unfortunately it wasn't, and so the first two, three months, like, I will not lie, I didn't handle it, I don't think, as best as I could. Yeah.
0: Um, which is fair
1: which is for the first time in a very long time that was jarring um but once you know you kind of accept where you're at you just have to make the most out of it for lack of a better word situation yeah keep going and so you know obviously the city reopened for a little bit in the middle of summer um yeah and that was you know all right making money because the biggest thing was my whole income evaporated overnight yeah this is
0: your job <laughs>
1: you know and
0: that's been your whole yeah. shtick too you the know? whole time and,
1: to have that evaporate was the hardest thing because I worked so hard to be financially independent. Yeah. Um, I gave up a lot to, to make that happen. Like A lot of hours, a lot of sleep lost and, you know, blood, sweat, tears, all that. Yeah. And to have just nailed it to where I got, like, I can finally breathe a little bit and start, like, actually, like, cranking away at this and enjoy it more versus then hustling Yeah. more. Not to say I don't hustle all the time, but... Yeah, sure. You know, I could actually just, I'd gotten to, I'd achieved a milestone for me that I wanted personally and it was gone. So that was the biggest thing. Not having money, having to move in back home. Um, my parents, child, Pete, Annie, y'all Shouts are, are y'all awesome. They're the best. <laughs> um, you know, is, was rough, but you know, I'm back downtown now uh, since this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just grateful, you know, for the most, for the most part, like I have a, terrible situation for a lot of people for artists especially but you know that doesn't matter when people are dying but right you know to stay on the topic like yeah, yeah you know, I'm grateful because I still had the live releases I released on uh, Bring the Kingdom part of Mexican, Yeah um and you know King Arthur gave me that and then you know those things are have been adding up so it's adding this momentum that going into this year it's uh it's something I could build on yeah um, is the money there no does that make things infinitely more difficult yes absolutely Mm -hmm. um but you have to adjust you have to adjust and just find a way to accept as opposed to saying like i was saying to you before yeah i used to say this is not this doesn't even feel like the real world we're not even in the real world like don't worry yeah (laughs) (laughs) but really this is the real world we're living in and why i'm shooting the chicago nightlife scene even for djs like the people who are willing to stick this out are going to be the ones who are going to do anything they want in their life. Yep. If you can ride this out, you'll be fine. Yep. Um, doesn't mean you won't be hungry. Doesn't mean you won't be in debt. Yep. Doesn't mean any of that. But yeah. it does mean that you want this that badly. I think I know I want this that badly. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just grateful for the people that, you know, have held down for me like you and Tony and from Lavender and... Max and Gracie and, you know, my parents, literally everyone, my friends from Kansas who would Zoom call me and I get annihilated with on a Zoom call, <laughs> you know, like all those people have been people believe in me to push me to do it. So I can't just stop now if, even if I want to for me, you know, because I've been being told like, hey, seeing you do this even during like a quarantine. Yeah inspires me to keep going like i've been depressed i've been whatever i'm just like are you kidding me i look at you and i'm just like you're <laughs> what is keeping me going so yeah it's mutually beneficial thing so 2020 taught me you know like if i if you didn't know i think but i think i knew and it's just reminded to me yeah how important people are to your music and music careers and yeah. how how much better it hits when you're playing a song for a person yeah as opposed to over a stream yeah because it's tough I hate streams. I'm not gonna lie. Like I hate it. I understand. I make the most of it, and I know what it does for everyone else out there. And I'm grateful that it does that. But as an artist, man, it's it's not it's not the same. It's like coming from a huge crowd, and everyone, you know, someone's telling you you suck, or someone's telling you you're <laughs> amazing. It doesn't matter. I miss it all. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and so, people are the only thing that are gonna help you get through any of this. Yeah. Um, and so. That's just the bigger life lesson. Like I mean, music aside, like that's the most important thing I've learned. And as a musician, it only reinforces how how important it is to believe in your dreams. Knowing what it does if you stay true to it will yeah. do to other people, um, how it will turn off other people, how it turn on other people. Um, and I'm grateful for that because you know I've I've gained a lot of friends. I've lost a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, but I know who who rides with me for me, regardless of if I was a musician or not. I feel like
0: you're at peace. It's, it's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, here. you
1: know, I mean, obviously, it's it's you know, it's chaos here and there, of course, <laughs> all the time, of course, bro. But um, but at this point in time, yeah, I mean, you know, some things are coming full circle and accepting a lot of things that you know I wish would have went my way, but didn't, and just learning to still overcome. Yeah. Um, that's that's something you cannot take away if. If you faltered during this time, you still have opportunity to turn it up. We have a hundred days of mask, guaranteed because of yep. Joe Biden. Yep. Um, and so regardless of where you're on the political stri- spectrum, that's the reality.
3: Yep.
1: So that I means for you've another three months to work through any of your problems, or anything that's holding you back internally, deep dark stuff. And yeah, I've been taking the time to do that, you know, and it's just kind of free me from stuff and allow me to be fully invested into what I'm doing and my vision for you know my brand and my music and why I want to do in my life and also, Yeah, I mean, you know.
0: I've honestly never seen you so focused and, and what I wanted to start off by talking today, which kind of leads us into the rebrand is since you asked around the showman, you've released so much music. And you've grown so much as an artist, yeah. as a producer, as a collaborator, as a role model in the <clears> scene. <throat> I mean, if we look at okay. So, I, we literally did the interview 6-26-2018. Okay. okay. So, we're going to roll through all your releases, Are you ready Oh my this? god,
1: I don't I li- I don't even know the number.
0: To be honest. It's well over 25. 25 in two years? 25 plus. 25. Because you did a lot of remixes on SoundCloud too. That's not even
1: including the remixes. Or is that?
0: It is including some of them. Okay. I honestly use so much fucking music, bro. It's hard to get into <laughs> it.
1: It literally is. Is that include Stop Calling Me too?
0: That does not even include Stop Calling oh, Me. Jesus Christ. I didn't even include Stop Calling Me. But we go from crazy... <laughs> Oh, Dude, geez, I know you, which low-key is a slapper. We yeah, I like that. it now. I love that track now. I hated it when it came out, but I
1: love it now. Piano house ballad. Remember, go back our collab. Yes, I just I just heard it again yesterday for
0: the first time in like a year. It's funny to hear that track and then and then hear take you into Miami and just hear like the sound
1: design. Yeah, or like to hear like worry, or to hear like you know our our collaborations like. Yeah. I'm just like all right. The idea was there.
0: <laughs> had
1: and you're getting closer, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right. Cool. Okay, so go back. But 2019 Murderous. Yeah. This was where you really started to develop your sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was the Flanino sound we were trying to develop. Yeah. G right? yeah. House, pluck bass, like high energy though. Malib but
1: faster. Exactly. Yeah. but Faster. Darker. That's
0: kind of how we did it, right? I mean, obviously, like when you look at those previous tracks and then Murderous, like the quality was much higher. It was much higher. Yeah. When you were kind of in this process of 2018 <coughs> 2019, I know you're making a lot of different types of music. Mm-hmm. When Murderous, when you finished it, when it came out after that, where were you kind of at kind of at creatively when it comes to finding your sound well, and building your sound like I'm doing?
1: <clears throat> The entire time as a producer, yeah. um, I knew I wanted to make bass house. I yeah. wanted to be a bass house artist. Yeah. Or G house or whatever it is now, because now tech house is bass house, and I do not understand that. <laughs> it is so dumb. Yeah. Um, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a bass house artist. And, you know, someone had told me, I think it was really good artist, a uh, really big artist, like someone like Flume or whatever, like that level, where it's like sometimes you will find that what you are best making, or what comes easiest, is not the genre that you want to be an artist in.
2: hmm
1: You know? Yeah, um, I like that. So the melodic stuff really comes easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can make really pretty, big sounds and whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but when it came to... <laughs> I like had the ideas in my head and I couldn't do it. And then so at that point, like I reached out to Got Lucky, uh, Alex, yeah. Alex um, from Russia. Is, is a Russian. Russian. Yeah, this a Russian. Got What Lucky. up, got
0: Lucky, very talented um, guy. I
1: reached out and I asked him to mentor me because um, he had his sound is exactly something that I envisioned for myself. and, Like yeah. just show me how to do this and we'll do whatever. And so mm-hmm. we came to an agreement. Um, and since then, like you know, he really helped me hone in on well one defining that sound as a bass house artist and two how to make it yeah um how to channel my workflow to do that um as a producer and honestly that was kind of the turning point, Cause then like you know murderous was the first track that i nailed the sound i was going for yeah as a bass house artist you nailed for it for me yeah um and so when i knew when that track would come out it's like based on everything else i put on the people would be like oh fuck
0: yeah, exactly. Is, is something
1: okay? Is you can everything Tell right <laughs> away. Yeah, is, is he all right? He's got music. It's got a lot darker. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's monumental for me, and I owe that to, you know to learning and taking the master classes, like the Julian Jordan master class, all the seven, eight, nine, ten, Seth Pills, Zibernawski, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and really just focusing on being a student rather than just saying I have the idea, yeah, yeah, I'm figuring out as I go, mm-hmm. like trying to figure out before. And then applying to. And
0: releasing, releasing, releasing. Yeah,
1: you know? Um, And so when that happened, I knew, I was like, all right, this works. Yeah. I have a basic foundation that I can build off of, and from there, I mean, even my sound has evolved even more so. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, if you keep going through the the releases. We're going to. Yeah. Like, you'll see, like, even then, the original idea, like, I had for my brand being a a dark bass house gangster artist. Yep. Is now pushing more towards this, like... Julian Jordan, Future House, like, but harder and darker. Yeah. Um, kind of walking that line between a couple different genres. And so, is anyone else making stuff like me? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I haven't, there's some, like, you know, Rich Diets, you know, who we just got in touch with. Uh, they have the song, the, pass me the fucking white club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like there's someone who's doing something very similar. Like, they don't care about the genre they're releasing as long as like, you can still tell that the different genres releasing is theirs yeah um and so i don't i've come to the realization that the genre doesn't have to define me as long as it's still me yeah um and you know for the releases i've coming this year even you'll see it it's like they they all sound like me even my tech house songs sound like me yep even my i have a future bass track coming out that will sound like me and you'll be like how does it sound like him yeah but you'll hear the production it's all the same idea you Mm -hmm. know um and so once I had that locked in, I mean, the rest is just building on top of that. And yeah. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful because he didn't have to mentor me. Got lucky. But he knows more English now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I know some Russian. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, so I'm very grateful. You know, it just took someone believing in me, giving me a chance. Having a mentor is so yeah. important,
0: man. I mean, and, and it was clear, like, and sort of with the whole murderous, Release, you know, we did uh, some shuffle videos like yeah, Mary we, Grace. We yeah. all we all learned the proper way to release a track, whether yeah. it's self release or with a label, right? Mm-hmm. We both know you can't just be a good producer these days. In nice. fact, more than half of this shit is how you're gonna release it and how you're gonna get in front of people. Yeah. So I think we all learned a lot from that too, and I think that was a huge growth moment for you individually. Yeah. Knowing that okay, not only do you need to make good music, not only do I need to have a sound, not only do I need to get this in front of the right people, but it's all encapsulating and i could tell that 2019 the end of it was a was a very big moment for you mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i it's mean
1: a, it's transitions jump off because so at the end of 2019 we had what i love acid
0: i was going to say honorable yeah. mention i love acid which did very well in track source and i'll be yeah. playing that track forever everyone, everyone does dude <laughs> think, it's such a good track
1: <clears throat> you want to know why i think that track did as well as it did honestly why <laughs> what's the theory <laughs> I literally sat there and I'm like, I could name this something that falls within the lyrics that you can kind of hear Yeah. Or I'm just gonna be like, alright, acid pluck, I love acid. People will click that. Yeah, that's and the true. The people who click that, I knew it was good enough to be playing everywhere. It's like a really groovy track and yep. it's dark and it's bouncy. And, good, good energy, yep. And I feel like just the clickbait of I love acid, people will be like, alright. I've I'll taken listen. acid. I took acid back in college. I'll like, listen. what is this? Yeah. will at least listen. And then, you know, it just, you know, our track was being played in Space Miami. Yep. And I couldn't, you know, I think it was one of the the Xantra dancers had it on her Instagram. Yeah, um, I talked to Max about it when yeah. he was on, yeah. And I literally, I begged her, I'm like, please send it. As soon as you have the text, please save it. She's like, oh no. Sorry, I was fucked up. And it disappeared on my body. I was, like, phone. I was yeah. like, I didn't get to see it. Everyone else saw it. I didn't get to see it. And so <laughs> i just I'm just told that's what happened. It is but, true. You know, I'm 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 grateful because like then that was a huge jumping off point too, because that was the first time a big artist who was known golf clap yeah. supported it. Yep. Put it on their uh, cookout mix. Yep. And then people were like, Oh, this is so sick, blah blah yep. blah, and all these people are following me that I know, you know, like yep. and I'm just like or people, artists of music I listen to, and I'm just like this is so weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. man. I'm just
1: like, I'm like, you're you. Do you know who I am? Nobody That's right. You. <laughs> so yeah, so it was dope. You know, promo goes into that. We put, I put more promo into that track than I have any other track, I feel like. <laughs> I made the Yoda memes. I made the Yoda yeah. memes where he taps the button and it starts playing again. Yeah. And you know how long it took? I would make videos like that. <laughs> you cared about it. But a lot. I learned how to, you know. and so I love that though. It was, it was really dope. And Chicago got behind it. I think we played Spy Bar. For the first time ever right around that too yeah you did after that release and so it's just kind of things are picking up picking up and that's going to 2020 and then just you know
0: well i mean dude like all things considered you took it to another level in 2020 right so yeah let's run through this okay and we're going to talk about a few that i think kind of would've... i'll let you finish this time again to, yeah. what do you mean i'm interviewing <laughs> <laughs> i want you to interrupt yeah there there are some in here that when I've listened back through over the past year and especially recently that make a lot of sense now to what you liked and not didn't like mm-hmm. but take aspects of I don't think yeah. I don't think you have a song that you didn't like and I think that's important yeah so Wanna Rock and Roll great EP released on Sub 49 that mm-hmm. was a big win for you that was a, a, a you know a yeah. extremely well recognized label right mm-hmm. so that's another like okay notch in the toolbar, right yeah. like I got a little bit of this sick sick tracks Wanna and Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Cafe Disco remix, all these pretty girls, over 100k plays on Spotify, right? Yeah. So now we're getting a little taste of the Spotify stream life. Yeah. It's a fucking great track. I hate Spotify, but... I, I hate Spotify too, but, <coughs> but I'm it's so glad that game. track did well. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's a great remix. Shout out yeah. to the Cafe Disco yeah, guys. Shout, to shout out to Shout to
1: Patrick Paul. Yep. And Austin for being on the track. So.
0: Now, I remember Worry came out right when I played... Uh, Galantis, so this was like March 6th, I think it Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, right. I didn't know it was that close to the... Morrie,
0: uh, yep, our collaboration on True Musica. We really <laughs> got a taste of your tech house side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was awesome. The to percussion. Collab- <laughs> Dude, it was it was so so great releasing that track with you. And then Come On comes out on Born Dirty's Gold Digger, right? Bad timing, but still. Yeah. That track, I think, tells a big story because not only, one, was it such a great track, two, it was the biggest label release yeah, that we had I had mean, to date for you.
1: <clears throat> I've been listening to that label since i started getting into like base house
0: dude born dirty's been around i remember him it's uh... nico
1: it's nico nico tambor baton yes 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 not born dirty we fucked this up last time <laughs> no i thought but he's it's born dirty is released on there a bunch he's he's one of the rostered members i think he might be the anr too
0: right 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 but
1: it's uh nico's label
0: nico oh, yes you're yes. right you're right but born dirty is Sorry, like
1: i'm getting caught up on specifics
0: heavily affiliated <laughs> How about yes, that? yes 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 So the fact that like he he was definitely in the room where it happened where he said I love this track yeah so that was big that was
1: huge I mean Tony sent that track out to all these labels and then when they respond we sent it out in January March May June July August October November months before and then in January this is the email we get to the artists (laughs) this is the email we get so like just know you may send a track be like they didn't like it whatever yeah. Three months later, I get an email from, we get an email from Nico. Hey man, like the track, down to release it. <laughs> That's all it said. That's all it said. That's all it said. I'm just sitting there.
0: Take note, producers. <laughs> you never fucking know. You, you really do know. You gotta give it two months I got the I got
1: the email, I was sitting there, I was like, did you guys just, what did you email that? He's like, I sent that email like three months ago.
0: Yeah, 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 we all forgot.
1: And I was just sitting there, I was just like, so these labels will really listen. Yeah. You know, some of them will, some of them won't. Um, but I was grateful cause I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know, Gold Digger is releasing that. And it was huge cause like the release date coincided on the same day that that birthday party Wednesday Carpow, um, release or like that birthday party was. Yep. And, uh, they'd all released on Gold Digger yep. as well. Yep. So it was really cool. We got going to get like a footage sent to Gold Digger they put up and all that stuff. And then... Didn't happen, but yeah, I mean that was a jumping off point where I was like, "Holy shit, I can actually do this!" Like, yep, people are actually taking recognition. Not that I didn't think I could do it, but the first time where someone actually was like, "Hey, this is good," we Dude. we would want that. And I was like, "Fuck yes!" I'm so <laughs> grateful, you know. But I love that. Yeah, it was a uh, it was huge. I think I cried. You did. <laughs> I did cry. He's like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> it was a big confidence booster. Yeah, yeah. And man. again, I think
0: there are a lot of elements from that track as well, like. Your synth work and sound design in that one, I think, was really, really special. That I I definitely hear in in a lot of your unreleased tracks that people haven't heard yet. But you, I mean, you released another EP, the Get Up EP, uh, with Brad Varcy and Austin Fillmore. Mm. Heavy energy on that one. Let's not forget Anthem out on Quantum Music Group. Huge in China. Dude, it was was fucking murderous on steroids.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If we we described that whole story, there would be a. Remember remember who that was for originally? No. The vocals? Mary Grace.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so yeah. I made a
1: faster track, kind of like mixed it a little different, but I still right. want to keep my sound. It's supposed to be a shuffling anthem. God,
0: I forgot that. And then about
1: that. I released it on this label, you know, it reached out to me, asked me if they're my songs. They're like a British Chinese label. And the thing is, it came Ooh, out, it came out right as China's, was going through the worst time of COVID yeah. in China. And it, b- and it blew up like COVID, <laughs> for no pun intended. Um, yeah. And in China, it's like a huge track. And here, you know, it did, it did really well. A lot of people like, that track is so sick. It's right. so dark. Yeah. Um, and I kind of nailed what I was building on before and where I was going. Yeah, for you sure. Because you can hear the evolution. It's kind of weird. I didn't realize until I listened through all of them. I mean, it's a great track. Yeah.
0: And that's another one where I definitely hear a lot of G House elements and yeah. kind of Speed House. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about kind of how you're kind of moving into that in a little bit. Yeah. But Pull Up on Oral Sex, which was awesome. Also huge. Shout out Brian Garaki. Yeah. Shout out Brian for um, up. That one was
1: awesome. I love that I, track. I love that track. I love that track. <laughs> I love everything. It was one there. of my favorites. So it was like cool to see like a label sign It's oh. dope, dude. Your personal favorites? Bam, bam, you know? bam, bam. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it reminds me of. Um, just so many different uh golden age. EDM. Yeah. Well, when know, like when EDM started to take like a dark turn. Yeah, and Skrillex like, came out with
1: Scary Monsters. Yeah. And they are like,
0: oh, it's not just all Armin Van Buren and Alyssa and doo House Mafia. Like people get fucking strange with this shit.
1: Right? It's um so the trend that I was going through that time, which I really, really, really like liked was uh it's like this vocal, like call and response like with the bass line for these like bass house tracks. Yeah. I can't remember uh, I was like Jack and Someone, they released this track. Um, I cannot remember it. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, wow, I really like that. That's so cool.
2: Yeah.
1: And like the bass lines, the plucky bass lines that I, w- I have, or that I've built my sound on, like they bounce back and forth with a vocal. Mm-hmm. And then the second drop, I just was just like, I want to go hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool that you can make it all work. Yep. You know, um, And that was one of my personal favorites for a long time, so to see it get picked up uh, by the label who... It's how I found uh, Got Lucky off yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. I was like, and the name, Oral Sex. I mean, who doesn't like Oral Sex? It's Dude, it's
0: such a cool name. Yeah. Such a great label, yeah. too. Yeah. Every release on there is dope. Now, Moonlight was somewhere around <laughs> in here, too, wasn't it? Yes.
1: It re- they released the same day. Or the same day or a week apart. Or, no, they released the same week. It was two days between each release.
0: Now, that was a dope track, too.
1: Yeah, that was the first time I collabed with Got Lucky.
0: I was like, if it was festival season, Rez would have been dropping that at GDC, bro. <laughs> I you guys so gotta check that track And if you haven't. I think mid-tempo. it's, very un- it's yeah. a very underrated Flanino and Got Lucky track. The sound
1: design on that track is mind-boggling. Yeah, no. It's way. and like I I remember when I sent like my idea to Got Lucky. Yeah. And I asked him to collab, and I was yeah. nervous, and because he's my mentor. So I'm just like, it's like asking like your sense of, like, hey, do you want to come party with me? Like, yeah. like, hey, bro, you smoke weed? Yeah, you smoke weed. And be like, be like, are you kidding me? But um I was grateful because. He just showed me some stuff on that track, like the second drop, like that that yep. I was sitting there, I was just like, whoa, that's yeah. dope. And that that part, you know, like he showed me what he was trying to do, and then we kind of helped each other. But he was definitely in the driver's seat. And was there, sure. I'm sitting there just like I'm just like, I'm learning so much, and this is such a cool track. Yeah. And I like, you know, sometimes with house, like the rhythm of just 120 to one. Twenty nine, 130, yeah. it gets repetitive, you know, yeah, sure. and it's like the slower house, like when you see Mala and Rez collabing or Jackknife or yeah. something like that. I have always liked that the same way I like the speed house where it's like slow and sexy. It's like a warehouse kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and so, to be able to do it and have it hit and to be able to have uh, Chateau Bruyant, which is Gold Digger's sub-label, release yep. that. Yep. Because so I said to the Nico and I was like, hey man, do you know anyone that picks us up? He's like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put it on our sub label. <laughs> I look who's released on their sub label, like, Abstracts released on that label. Did he respond more quickly this time? Oh, yeah, he responded like right after, he's like, He's like, yeah, we'll sign that for a sub label. <laughs> I was bad. just sitting there, I was like, wow, this is cool. So, you know, building momentum, different genres, you know.
0: Yeah. It's cool. yeah I mean, I mean, dude, listen, think again. I'm drinking to, all like,
1: the liquids here, wine. That's monster. okay, we
0: got it all, bro. <laughs> I know how you love your liquids. Should I have brought a blue Powerade as well? Sure, <laughs> <No. laughs> great let you light it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, like, look at all these tracks we've already talked about, dude. We're maybe 70% of the way there. Okay? Yeah. So I just want you to be proud of what you accomplished in 2020. I want to acknowledge you again. Oh, thank you, brother. You pushed it, bro. You really did. It's impressive you stay creative. We'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. But at a left field, <clears throat> come back with Jay Willie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I mean
0: we get this beautiful and emotional bass future bass track after the this fucking homies loose releasing yeah. bass house. TikTok picked it up out. for their playlist on Spotify. Dude, and it's a great track. Like yeah. it really is. Shout out Jay Willie. Someone who's working really, really hard in the yeah. studio. We got a lot of respect for Chicago kid. Um, but tell us how that track came together, because that was just out of nowhere.
1: So originally, like when we were making the track, like like I was saying earlier, like that melodic stuff and mm. like those big sounds, future bass is probably the best genre I, I can make. Like, easily. Yeah, you do. You... <laughs> <clears throat> I, lo- I love it. I think it has a place, you know, like, um, just as much as having the bass house has a place too. It's hard to get into. Yeah. You're trying and, you know, to, like, be that. And it was kind of inspiring to see, like, over quarantine, like, artists trying and putting out different stuff they wouldn't un- normally put out. Definitely. So, originally, I was just going to sell that track, mm-hmm. you know, or I was going to say, hey, Jay, like, you know, we'll split the profits and whatever. Because, I mean, he knew that going in too, you know, yeah. but it was just kind of, like, to work together and then I'm sitting on this track, I have an offer, and I'm just like, dude, fuck it. Like, why not? It's dope. It's yeah, beautiful. It is. And um, <clears throat> and it was really cool, you know, to like, because Jay Willie, like, I, Max and I pretty much, pretty much, like, brought into the scene in Chicago yep, um, through Parlay, and so to have that moment for us was really cool, and also see, like, I was nervous as fuck playing that track out, because... Like I said, all my music is dark, pretty much. My, at that point, I know you. Every other track was darker, and everyone be like, "Oh, what the fuck? Why is he going? Is he going soft now?" Right. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no. Like I'm more than, I'm, I'm. a person. I have other likes in music. You know, yeah. my my polls are from everywhere from, you know, modern times like a track like Unforgettable, yep. to Rage Against the Machine to (laughs) Limp Biscuit, to Jaws to Mala to you know Kai Wachi to Jai (laughs) Wolf like those are all people I've seen in concert yeah you know um and so I hope that 2020 what it does for artists because I know Getter he released a bunch of soft stuff got booed so much even though the tracks were amazing his best music to be honest to me yeah that he canceled his tour right before he got in Chicago and um and so I was afraid, you know, but twenty twenty has shown like because these bigger artists are releasing some new stuff and trying new shit,
2: yeah,
1: now I have wiggle room. And so I'm really glad that track got the praise it did. Everyone loves that song that's like it's
2: a good song, you know, song, that,
1: dude. That knows me but doesn't know me like now. Yeah. Yeah, like I knew from a past or whatever. They're like, that's your best song. And you know, it's because it's melodic and everything and you know well. I like it. I love it. I I love it. There's a place for both, you know? And as an artist, you shouldn't be afraid to push both, you know? That's why I think starting my career, not knowing what the fuck I wanted to release, helped me in a way too, because I I can, I now feel like I have the freedom to release mid-tempo, tech house, deep house, Mm -hmm. bass house. You do. We have a progressive house track. Yeah. You know? So like, and that track's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's sick. Um, And so as opposed to like Martin Garrix having to make like Y-Tram, you know, yeah. which is Marty backwards, which is actually really, that's really smart. I didn't think of it. I'm like, why trend was so cool? I'm like, oh, it's Marty. <laughs> <laughs> like, as opposed to doing that, like, why take the following away? Why do you need separation? Why can't you be all those things? You know, um, you see it in you sports. That's what I went to school for, if you didn't know. I Sports management, business majors, so yeah. got the degrees. Shout out to those business majors. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to all y'all. <laughs> like specializing in one thing, in theory, yes, it it will get you. And it does, you've seen it, you know, in real, how it's applied in real life. Yeah. It does work. Where if you specialize, you know, you will probably be in the light. But what if you're not that good in that and you specialize? Right. Whereas if you try to put something else out and you suddenly see it hits, imagine if you didn't do that. Yeah. And you, if that track changed your life versus, I don't know, being stuck. With your parents in the basement making music because you feel like you're stuck in a box. Yeah. You know, and so I don't care about releasing different genres anymore. Yeah. Because at the end of the day it shows other artists, hey, you can make other things, you know. I'm not I'm not the top, the best ever. And frankly, that's not my goal is just to be a good person in that day. So that's (laughs) really what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But I know I'm talented, you know. So at this I keep that in mind. And so, you know, you have to have balls. You have to have Hutzpah. To just believe in your music that much, you know. Not everyone will like your music. I hate yep. to break the the news. Yeah. Like not everyone's gonna like your music. Not everyone's gonna fuck with everything you put out. The yep. tracks you like, people probably will hate. That's, That's how, it goes, how it goes. You know. Yeah. And you won't understand why. But at the end of the day, so what? The the each track has its place. Um, and it doesn't matter if it is future bass and bass house or whatever. It might be confusing. Yep. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. You know, there are some things you have to do in terms of to find your sound, then you can go back and do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you should be able to release whatever you want. And if it's a good song, a good song is a good song. You know that. DJ, you DJ in the clubs. A good song is a good song. Whatever works, works You know? Man. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's why I wanted you to ask. I wanted to get a better understanding on that one because you did go outside your comfort zone. And yeah. I think it kind of, again, it led you to where you're at now. It was a
1: week of decision to release that song. It was, bro. Yeah. And it
0: did really well and I'm, I'm super glad you guys did. But... Thank you. To kind of round out your end of the year, which was big,
1: yeah, to say the went least, went hard. I
0: mean, it's still nothing to Ronco. Shout out Milwaukee. Everyone RIP played that song. RIP to Site One A, by the way. Yeah. Um, of King Arthur. Shout out to you, amazing guy, <laughs> King Arthur. Shout out to King Arthur, man. Uh, Bring the Kingdom, which yeah. is uh, a label that just started in um, 2020, mm-hmm. and has done super, oh, super big well. Big artists, yeah. incredible amounts of streams. And you released "It's Still Nothing," which was um, a, a club banger. Yeah, and it's gonna come back. I promise you that, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone. But that one was another that, yeah. one
0: where I felt like it really solidified you as as a an DJ, artist, yeah, as an artist. Yeah, and to get massive support from everyone, worldwide DJs, like bro. Like
1: Sid, yeah. um, Mike um, Williams, Mike Don Williams, Diablo, yeah, Don, Di- Don Diablo playing it three weeks in a row on his radio show. Pretty cool. I was just like. Wow.
0: Pretty
1: cool. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, God, you're on 1001
0: track list. Yeah, dude, that's that's how you made it. No, you made it, bro. If
1: you're on 1001, you know, um, (laughs) I was just, I was so, Fetty Legrand,
0: you know, like,
1: people who I look up to, and I'm like, wow, I would love to be that, or like, that's so dope, or they're so cool, or so good. They're playing, that's the first time, massive wide, wide support. Yeah. By everyone. Yep. And, all the big artists. And it sucks that I was during quarantine. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the fact that that's not. You know, I don't need to play it out to know what the track is, but to know that so many other artists like that song. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, that's literally just that's all you want as an artist is to know that other artists will fuck with you. Straight so fuck up. Fuck your bro. music, you know, and they probably don't know how to say my name either. Flininho, flying ho. Flying ho. It's Flininho.
0: It's Flanino. Films. Flanino, like Ronaldinho. There we go. For yeah. For those that didn't know. Massive shout out to our boy, Tricker, your collab, Juice. Yeah. Uh, with Real Name James, a high energy collab that honestly is, is techno, bro, in some parts. Yeah, yeah. That when you really picked it up, Speed house, G-House. I mean, like, that was an awesome collab.
1: It was a quarantine collab. It was a quarantine collab.
0: Yeah. And he's a very talented guy himself. Uh, of course, Take Me to Miami EP with me, you, and Max on House of Hustle. Here you are, releasing bangers. Tech House again, bro. Just straight bangers. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> I can't wait to play take me to Miami and when, did,
1: when did we years. sign that track or those tracks oh my God February February right March. at least in February we think oh yeah coming out in November it'll be perfect I remember we found out when
0: I did a sh- I had we found out in uh March April we found it in April and I did a stream in May and I was like this is coming out in November and I remember saying it to myself I was like November. What's well, gonna yeah. happen in November? Now we're here in fucking
1: January. But I mean,
0: greedy Yeah, and amazing. Fun we crushed it.
1: Max crushed it too. Uh,
0: and last but not least, Chad's red boy Isaac Palmer. Pressure. 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 on actuation. On actuation. This baby has racked in three hundred thousand plays on Spotify. It's bro. insane. What the fuck? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you want to talk about fucking anthem? Yeah. Like bro. this shit, bro. We don't we literally sometimes don't know what music's gonna hit. I think it just goes back to what you're saying. Yeah. Just release the music that you're making and you feel good about in that moment. Yeah. Finish the track, get it on a label, self-release it, whatever, move on.
1: I mean, what what you have to accept as an artist and the way that track showed me is like, okay. One, I'm working with the insanely insanely talented Isaac Palmer. Decided to spin in and future superstar. Yeah, he'll be big. Isaac Palmer. Shout out um, to Isaac. Um, we hope you're doing well.
0: He's doing
1: well. Talked to him yesterday. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, it was like I realized I wanted to collab with him because we've known him personally. Yeah. We went to his graduation party. High school. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even have. A, I didn't even have a graduation party. I didn't <laughs> go to <a> graduation. <laughs> um, and so you know, to have that track with him, and have it released, you know, and it's his first label release. I knew how big of a moment that was for him, yep. and I was so fortunate to be part of that. Yeah. And then to see it do so well, and then we had those, like, dancing little ans- astronaut thing <laughs>
0: that video. Yeah, we had that made. That was awesome. And that
1: was so cool. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't sound like a lot of my other stuff. It still sounds like me. But you It's can got t- a taste. Yeah, it's got a taste. And we're trying something new. And we're putting it out there. And it hit. And I had so many DJs that didn't know playing that track, tagging us in it. And I'm just like, I'm like, Have you heard my other music? Like you know, like this is different (laughs) from other stuff, but I knew it was good enough to release. And so, at some point, you just have to sit there and say, "Okay, listen."
2: Yeah.
1: Tracks will never be perfect. They will never be perfect. It will never come out how ever you envision in your head. It will almost never happen. Yeah. Um. You just have to kind of go with it, see where it goes, and believe in yourself to make it work, however it comes out. Yeah. Um. And you'll know as an artist if you're being real yourself what's good enough to re- release yep. and what's not. That track was definitely good enough to release. It's a great track. Um and it's a great track. And so, you know, like I said, it was like we were saying earlier, like, I didn't think that track would do as well as as it did. And like, but I'm Many grateful. of us did. Yeah, we were saying there were like three hundred thousand I didn't even know the it's number, still going, dude. I didn't even know the number was up there. <laughs> yes. the Last time I checked it was like two twenty five. Yeah. I just checked it. Out. Um and so I'm grateful you just don't you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, as so as an artist you have to just Believe, believe, that's it, blindly. It's like being religious, you know, just believe blindly, follow your vision. Because eventually, you know, it's uh, that quote, like, uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't believe in luck, but I'll be a lot luckier if I practice more. Yeah, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's true. You'll end up in the right place uh, if you're around the right place. Yep. Mm, more of the time than not, you know. Yeah, so. dude,
0: love it. Grateful. And if you look at all these tracks, from the last time you've been on Sherman the Booth until right now, bro. You just released Kickstart My Heart, the Flanino fuck-up remix, right? Yeah, yeah. Again.
1: Had to be a cover on Spotify, but whatever.
0: That's okay. (laughs) It's on Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Shout out to Stroke. I mean, all of these tracks have a story of their own. Yeah. You were making them all in what sounds like, after you explain them, a different mental space, a different creative space, a different motivated space when we talk about how 2020 turned out, right? Mm -hmm. And... You have refocused your energy Yeah. to kind of encapsulate what you want to be 24-7, right? This yeah. fucking rock star. And I'm going to let you take it from there. But let's talk about, first off, why you chose to release this to be the first one. Kickstart My Heart, Motley Carew. <clears throat> yeah. Why the rebrand? Why this song?
1: So, we started talking about, you and I started talking about the rebrand when? That would have been... Summer. 2019 summer. Yeah. I had the idea of it um, after St. Punk had started releasing these tracks. Like, we did the Nirvana remix. He did, like, the Express Yourself remix. He did, like, the used remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. And I was sitting there, I was like, yo, this is fucking cool as shit. The, they do so well. To <clears> tracks yeah, like and they do so well. And, you know, I saw it for the first time when I played the Concord show that, in October that year uh-huh. uh, for Valentino Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped that St. Punk remix and everyone just lost their shit <laughs> and that was a track i had the most fun playing i was nervous because i'm like this is hard and isaiah was like don't go hard <laughs> and i was nervous but i'm like i'm feeling it like i feel like it's gonna be fine yeah and to see the reaction because that's why i grew up on you know my dad was a rock star my yeah. dad did the music thing
3: yep.
2: my
1: dad did was part of the whole grunge thing big long hair like you know hair down to his ass Leather jackets, you know. Seriously, he is a
0: rock star, still. Yeah,
1: he still is a rock star, still makes music. He's the yeah. one that put logic on my computer, you know? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't think that I wasn't being fully myself, but I think that I was getting away from what I was really trying to do. Yeah. Um, just because of what, you know, nightlife scene is. It's I'm a black sheep compared to... You know, someone who looks more like a DJ. Like, I look more like a fucking alternative bassist in a, a pop look, punk band yeah, or dude, something. could be emo. Yeah, I mean, I am. I mean, you can still see the nail polish. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that, but uh, it's on it's, there still. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> um, and so, I know we talked about it. And then, especially over quarantine, uh, what really messed with my mental health was seeing here, like, looking at artists who are big, who I look up to. Yeah posting all these videos from big shows and like their life is perfect and they're still in their mansion and they're still doing this yeah and i'm sitting there and i'm just like dude that's fucking bullshit yeah
3: that's
1: bullshit and i wouldn't say it was jealousy because it I wasn't you know maybe maybe a little bit was at the beginning yeah but i'm sitting there i'm thinking this is not real like they're not like no artist is saying they're acknowledging what's actually you know, happening fully. Yeah. No one's sitting there saying like I'm depressed, I am now working at a car dealership. In the beginning it was it was a lot of news. <clears> I agree. <throat> yeah. I had and
0: a great conversation with Toombs about that actually. Yeah. Halfway through the pandemic. Yeah. What did he say? He he said people have not been open enough about mental health.
1: Yeah, I mean and especially I mean as in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I'm obviously very aware that talking about mental health is a lot more prevalent than it was. Yeah. It's still not enough. Um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there like, there's a difference between being positive and being fake. Yeah. You know, um, I tried to accurately portray that as much as I could, but I'm sitting there and it's like, this is not telling the real story of what it is to be an artist. This is not telling the real story of what it is to, to be struggling during this time or when it, when it was before quarantine, what it's actually like, Yeah. you know, because every, every artist will be like oh my god it was amazing so grateful for fans but they're not talking about how not every artist not every artist not every artist but what it's like in the green room at 5am where there's drugs all around you yeah and there's alcohol all around you yeah and there are girls that will you know say anything to go home with you yeah or guys if you're a woman DJ people that will use you
2: yeah
1: um and they're just gonna act like oh it's all just you know happy happy whatever yeah I understand some of it, but what inspired the Motley Crue remix was because, you know, that, that movie Dirt came out. Yeah. And they were actually like that. That's, that's the crazy part. They were upfront about hey, we're partying. We're, we don't care about people's opinions. Yep. We are fully ourselves. We don't care if you don't like what we look like. Yeah. We're going to put out the music that we want. And if you fuck with it, cool. If you don't, cool. But we're going to show you exactly what it is. And they did. And that's the only time really outside of... No, I mean, really, that's the only time as an artist that I can really think of who accurately portrayed that publicly. Yeah. You know? Um, I agree. <clears throat> and so, one, I love My Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I'm trying to, you know, really sell it um, and apply what has been lost in modern music. There's always, like, you know... It, I don't know if it's a sound or a feeling... But when Ludacris was on every track, like, early 2000s, you're like, shit, Luda, another one? And now you're just like, oh, yeah, like, rap music. Wah, wah, like, you know, like, there's good rap. There's still good rap. There's still yeah. good rap that has that feeling, yeah, but it's not mainstream. Right. And so the mainstream has completely changed. Yeah, true. Um, and so I describe, like, the rebrands kind of, like, bringing back that feeling that old music had, like a Motley Crew, like, you know, uh, My Chick Bad, like a... I don't know, um, Forever by Chris Brown. Yeah. Like even though even the EDM songs are coming out. Something like, you can get attached <clears throat> to. Yeah, something you can get attached to that actually has a feeling of like they actually gave a fuck.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and apply it within my own taste, which is the bass house. And so it's really cool. A lot of these like metal songs, these guitar songs, perfect synth shots. You layer them with a couple synths, you yeah. just distort the shell, <laughs> <clears throat> and it works. And you know, with this whole like future bass house thing that stamped is doing. Yeah. Like, it fits within that realm, which is the sound I, I love and I'm going for. Right. And I, I really th- feel connected to me. The brand connects to me. And I no longer have to hide and sit there and act like, you know, oh yeah, everything is great when I'm really like haven't slept in two days. Yeah. And I'm struggling and I need caffeine. Yeah. <clears throat> or, you know, I'm craving like cigarettes or I'm broke as hell because clubs haven't paid me. Right. Or whatever, like yeah, being up front because really it that's the only way I think for me mentally <laughs> to be able to do this shit is if I'm me twenty four seven DJ to DJing to making the music to how I'm as a person, there's no there's no different person. I'm the same person between all three. Yep. You know, I'm wild and I'm fun and I'm compassionate and sometimes I'm I'm very book smart, but sometimes I'm not the country's chip in the bag. I know it's about <laughs> My parents said that. My mom told her. I know. It was brutal. But I know know what I am. And so why, you know, why do I have to hide that? Why do we have to hide the bad shit? Because really that's the whole reason why people get depressed. They feel like they have to hide, especially in men. You know, men, musicians, who we've been losing, like flies, like I.O. You know, you read, like, really when he released that statement... Um, what you saw, that whole like thing,
2: yeah.
1: or when that came out to light.
2: Yeah.
1: I sat there reading that, and I'm bawling my eyes out. And I'm just sitting there I'm just like, oh my god, this is exactly what I've been trying to say to everyone around me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this may be dark, so warning. But yeah, it's deep. I sat there, and I'm like, why does someone have to die to prove that? Yeah. Why does someone have to die to, to make that stick? You know, or lose life. Like, because at the end of the day, people are the most important thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's kind of like woke up... It really reaffirmed because that was, you know... What was that? October, November. Even September, maybe. I think it was October. His death? Yeah.
0: It was and It was November, December. It was even more recent. Yeah. Like, yeah. And
1: so, like... It really, like, confirmed in me. Because everything I'm saying, he said. You know? And that was, yeah. before, that was before I even... <laughs> Before, I didn't even know he wrote that. I didn't even see that until after, and I literally sat there, and I'm just like, this is everything I was trying to say. And he's right. We see it every day. And so, yo, being a musician and an artist and creative, is already fucking hard, you know? So you have to make it easier on yourself to... And really, honestly, like, the works that you are fully open and vulnerable for, people will really resonate with. Like, the real shit, the right people it'll click with. Yep. And that's all I've come to realize. It's not everyone. I don't need to appeal to everyone because I don't. You can't make everybody happy. Yeah, yeah, I don't and I I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, what I realized is that like the right people it'll resonate with. Yep. You know, the people that need someone like that. You know, the people that I need. Yep. Um to to be around. Um, and so obviously if you go over my Instagram, there's some very like real Things are being portrayed about, you know, things I've experienced, things yeah, things in my life. Um, and, I mean, I don't know anyone else who's doing that. I don't. And so... You're telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, and if I have to be the one, then so help me God. Like, I don't care. Because if it even inspires one person to just be, like, more comfortable themselves... Yeah. Yep. Then that's the whole point. And then I, I've, I'm succeeding. You know, it's not about the streams at that point. It's about you know, pushing a positive message across. You can be whoever you want. You can like whatever you want and you can do whatever you want. You have to work for it and all those things. But, um, I don't know. So, it's kind of like, you know, my body and soul is in this yeah. now as yeah. opposed to like, if it wasn't before, which I think it was, but you know, you kind of lose it. You lose it along the ways and you have to constantly like keep it sharpening yourself and your You were beliefs. kind of
0: sacrificing yourself, sacrificing your brand, sacrificing
1: who you are. Yeah, want. you know, for, for the, for the, but I mean to be honest, like the top forty, the income. Right, I mean bro. that's 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 why it is, and so it's a line that I have to walk, you know. But at this point, like I've reached a point now, and you'll know this as an artist when you can, because don't be wrong, you can't just be fucking crazy and wild yeah. if if you don't have the credibility. Okay? Yes, and I'm not saying I'm anyone special, but yeah, well said. But I know my worth. I know what I am. I've accepted. I'm not gonna be. The mainstream pick, but if I do, cool. If I don't, cool. I'm just trying to be a good dude first. Go to r second. That's it. And so <laughs> like this this embodies that. This is real. I'm a real person. You notice. Know I I'm very blunt. I'm very bad at yeah, uh, sugarcoating, <laughs> even though I love sugar. I can't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. And so why hide that? Yeah. You know. Um. I mean, so I'm grateful because you and Tony really gave the belief. And you, Tony, Colton. Bacher, videographer right, being say creative a shout design. Out to yeah I
0: mean but but Flynn like th- that's why I think this is so special because I've never seen you be so yourself and like I said at peace man like yeah you are wearing your heart on your sleeve 24/7 now yeah like it seems like nothing can get in your way and you are just so determined and you're an inspiration to like me and so many other people because Likewise. of this motivation because of your your selflessness at the same time, mm-hmm. and also because you are being a little selfish too. Yeah, like you, you're you're doing this like thing that's so human, and I think it's so special. Like, I know what you have coming, bro. Like I I've heard the music, I've been hearing the music, and he's got a lot it's coming. The
1: best music I've made. But it's so much
0: more than that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so it's much me. more than the music. It's, it's so much me.
0: more than a, a track that I like. It's what does this track represent? It's it's these remixes that you have coming of songs that are so emotional for our generation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything you can you can t- you think you can tell us about right now? That's so coming?
1: if you tune in, wh- what's the date today? Today is the twenty sixth. If you go two days to, I think it's Armada or Monster Cats live stream. Yeah. go Saint Punk. He'll be dropping a remix yes. that comes out in March. Yeah, yeah, March um, of a really big track. Uh, Did he like it? Oh, he loved it. Yeah, he he asked to be Told me to send him fire. <laughs> so yeah. So I sent originals. and I sent him that one too, and um, and that one will also be like huge because all the songs I'm picking to release and remix um, are songs that were important to me yeah
0: they're specifically selected
1: i know i know i don't want to list that one yet because i want that to hit but i know in the down the future i for example i want to remix uh incomplete by backstreet boys my mom make (laughs) it with make you know for my mom because my mom loved that song we used to do the backstreet boys all the time (laughs) and so i'm like how do i take backstreet boys and make it hard which is something you know i've been toying with but like you know they all meaning to me um and so, when the tracks have meaning to you, like, I feel like then making the music is a lot uh, easier.
3: Yeah.
2: It's
1: also a lot more frustrating because you really want to nail what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, yo, I know these are songs that people know. And that's not, you know, f- to get, like, publicity.
2: Yeah.
1: That's just, hey, these songs were songs for a reason. These songs were important to me. Like, I will never play a song that I do not like. Yeah. That I cannot find a way to like something about whether yeah. it's top forty or house. I will not play the biggest song in the world if it sucks. Right. To me, you know. Yeah. Um. And so, I'm I'm really excited. Like these tracks, like I feel like I'm making all this music over quarantine, and like it's all like the best music where it's like, yeah, this is my sound. Yep. You know. Um. And this is me fully being me. now that the branding, and archiving over like three thousand Instagram posts to fucking forever yeah we really went for it guys like we really are doing yeah this. i wanted a clean slate you know um and i wanted to just kind of restart and start as if like i just started making music again yeah um and i'm grateful that a lot of people it's resonated with so many people that remix, especially you know like juice played that like all my homies over in france played that like yep. humane and um and then like young and then like you know uh blackout and like Literally, the last day that Site A was open, they had going going to my party, Rocco dropped it. I'm like, I haven't even been able to drop that song out <laughs> live yet, you know? But I'm grateful because you see people, people like are confused. They're like, why is he playing Motley Crue in the middle of a house set? Yeah. And then it just smacks. And so, I don't it know. It does. I'm, a, I'm just grateful to finally have that freedom personally to do that. Because then at that point, what you were saying earlier, like the selfish and selflessness kind of like thing, if I can do that, then I will be selfless anywhere else. Yeah. And as a person, same thing. If you can fully just hone in on doing what you have to do for you, you will be a lot more willing to be <laughs> giving and selfless to everyone else. Yeah, Something I realized. Like, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's like reverse psychology almost. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to me, I don't care about anything else. Like, if I if I can be that, then why am I going to worry where we go to eat or what we do? Like, I don't care. You know, like, and I mean that in sense, like, I don't care, like, oh, yeah, you don't, you're not important. Like, I literally don't care, because I we can do anything. Yep. You know? And it's beautiful. It's changed my life. It's really weird. It's crazy. It, it's I, incredible. I'm, I'm glad you could see that. I didn't even notice that in me. I, hey, that's what
0: I'm here for, bro? <laughs> Friend? Yeah. Manager? Confidant? Collaborator? Collaborator. Therapist? Therapist. <laughs> whatever you need, bro. Yeah, likewise. Flynn, I might know the answer to this question, but what is your main goal for this rebrand long-term and what are some of the short-term goals that you're going to do to make that happen?
1: Well, short-term, I think, you know, kind of just like nailing these next nine months,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with the social media. Yep. I forgot to post today,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's okay. I can post tomorrow. It still works. That's okay. um, <laughs> Sorry, you're seeing how <laughs> that relationship works. We'll talk about it's this okay. off
3: camera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should be really hard on yourself. Um, you know, nailing that. You know, kind of enjoying and seeing it where it goes. Because really, I have no expectation. Yeah. As long. Um, enjoy the process. I'm I just like trying that. to enjoy the process, and then yeah. after the nine months, I know like we are kind of analyzing it as we go. We have to be open to like the label picks up a song, like how to adjust? Kind of what we're doing social media wise, the story we're telling. Right. Um, to match it. But like long-term, like I always want to be releasing the music I want, whether it's on a label, whether it's independent, I don't care. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be touring the world. I'm going to be, you know, doing the most I can to be there for people. Yeah. And I'm going to be, you know, everything I possibly want to be, as long as I put in the work for it, as long as I stay true and see out some of the things and to find out what works and what doesn't. Cause this career is like long term for me. Like this is it. This Absolutely is all I want to do. You know, yeah. I want to be like a silver fox at like fifty, playing in Ibiza, Maybe you know, at that point I'm playing tech house because the bass <laughs> house hurts my ears. You know, or I'm deaf in one ear. I don't know. But, yeah, I love it. You know, the whole the whole <laughs> mission is the same throughout the. You know, throughout it's the same goal I have for myself as a person. You know, I just want to inspire, connect, motivate um, through everything I do. Music is my platform for it. And that's why I think when I'm DJing, you can see that I'm having the time of my life playing whatever. Because if they're having fun and like you can see you're making those moments and those memories for those people. Yeah. And I'm just part of it. You know, I'm not yeah. the show. Like they we are all the show, you know, like a prism, like me, dancers, light guy, like yep. people, yep. bottle girls, managers. That's all that's the whole show. Yep. And so, you know, I'm just grateful I could be part of it and for as long as I'm allowed to. I'm going to do it. And, you know, pretty much until I literally can't hear, probably. Um, And, you know, just being that person and knowing that I'm going to do it and I know the work it takes um, and just giving credit where credit's due and staying humble, you know. But also, you know, Marquis taught me, like, he said this. We were going through some some very personal things. And shout out Marquis, best DJ in Chicago, by far. There's not a doubt a no doubt, I don't care exactly. what anyone says. He's the best. <laughs> um, and he was talking. We were talking about something, and he was talking about knowing what I was worth. And he's like, "Let me tell you this." He's like, "I've toured all over the world. Yeah. I t- I did official remixes for Pitbull, for Kesha, um, and I turned down Tiesto. And I still know I'm the shit. I know I'm the worth. Like, am I gonna flaunt that? No. Am I gonna be a dick because of that? No. Yeah. But you exude a certain energy when you know what you're worth." Because you respect yourself. If you respect yourself, you're going to be able to respect others and give yeah. credit what credits do. That's yeah. why, you know, it's really important to deal with your problems so that way you can help others deal with their problems because you will never... Uh, those are things. You have to be internally here set before you can be a good musician, before you can be anything, a good partner, a good lover. I mean, that's really what I'm finding out, my short experience of life, 25 years on yeah, this man. earth because it all comes back to who you are you know if you are if you stray away from that and you're constantly faking it i promise you you will burn out and you won't make it you might have some success sure yeah there's no doubt that's that stuff still does happen right but you know in the long term that's the whole whole my whole goal is to just enjoy it be happy um and so as long as i'm doing that the easiest way to do that is just to be me and yeah and to have people around me who just respect others and who will be friends with each other yep you know, I think, I always say this to uh to my girlfriend, like, all my friends are best friends with each other. You mm-hmm. know, I can, like, you can, like, I brought Max to meet one of my best friends Raz in L.A. Yep. They hit it off, like, they knew each other their entire <laughs> lives. And I was sitting there, like, this is giving me anxiety because they're hitting it off that way. Yeah, lot.
0: are they better friends?
1: <laughs> you know, but... It's beautiful. And so I worked really hard to have that. I finally have people in my life who like who get and accept me for me fully, whether I'm a musician, whether I'm a garbage man, does not matter. Um, and who accept, you know, themselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: and those around them. And it's really cool that I've been able to create this, like, you know, little group of mine where it's like, if I introduce you to anyone, you're going to hit off with them because I know what you are. Yeah. I know what I am. Yep. I know what we both value. Yep. And so I'm not going to bring someone around you who won't do that. So... Yeah, I love that. I know. I'm, I'm very blessed, fortunate. do i mean, get me wrong, my life is a shit show. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know this. Yeah. But, you know, it's always like it's this battle between short-term and long-term. Like, Sorry if I'm talking too much, by the way. But it's battle between short-term and long-term. Like, you have to... It does not minimize things that are happening that are terrible right now. But I know at the end of the day, if I wake up, especially right now what the fuck am I bitching about?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Like, yeah. at the very core, it doesn't minimize the fact that I'm broke. It doesn't minimize the fact that shit's rough. It doesn't minimize the fact that I can't DJ in front of a, a crowd or a club. Yeah. But at the very least, I'm still here. Yep. And so, I'll make the most of that every day, as long as I'm here. And when it's done, it's done. That's it. So, yeah. What do you think about this, man? I've been thinking about it a lot. And...
0: I've kind of tried to reword it on my own. You can't help someone until they're ready to be helped, right? What if we took out help and we said grow and apply it to yourself?
1: Yeah. I can't grow
0: until I'm ready to grow.
1: Yeah. You, um. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's something I know about you and me, mm-hmm. um, Max, and, you know, my girlfriend, Gracie. Yeah. Um, we're all creatives. Yeah. And we all know this about ourselves. We know what's right.
2: Yeah.
1: We know when we're fucking it up. Yep. And my soccer coach in uh in high school was a Serbian guy Flaco Minich, and <laughs> best is best advice best advice I've gotten ever. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm translating from soccer. Okay. When your teammate fucks up.
2: Yeah.
1: If you are bitching at them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they probably already know they fucked up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: So what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's if it's a fuck up. And you know, and the next time they're doing it, why you go? You don't need to go on that person because if they're on that team, especially in a professional setting. Yeah, I like that. You know, you know when you fuck up, and you know that as a professional, it's your job to write that. Yep. Um, and a professional will do that, and as people, we straight away from that, we're like, oh, well, you know, we'll give advice and then we won't take it. Like I used to be guilty of that up until maybe a couple of years ago, before I started DJing. Um, and really, it forces you to deal with everything your problems your accepting your faults and where your shortcomings are accepting what you're good at yeah so that way you know how to work within yourself yeah so that way you can work with others and understand others because we work with a multitude of people very different personalities yeah um different workflows different settings and so but we know that we can understand them because we understand ourselves we can find something in them to better understand got you um and so what you said is is perfect like you will not grow until you are ready to grow and you have to constantly ask yourself in order to avoid missing those opportunities I think like am I doing everything that I need to be doing like is this what like you know have it written out like your goals like you made the goal sheets and stuff and I always look back like is this what I set out to do
0: yes is
1: it it okay that I'm diverging a little bit this way yeah am I okay with that yeah is it not okay and if so what do I need to do to correct it back um (laughs) And then eventually, it just becomes a habit, you know. Where you're constantly checking yourself, and you're just like, "God damn it, I was an asshole there." And you're texting someone from five years ago about <laughs> spilling a drink on them. You're like, "Hey, bro, I just want to let you know I'm so so sorry." They're like, "What, Flynn? Hi, it's fine. Like, it's okay." Yeah. You know. And as dumb as it is, like, that's way really the best advice I could ever give anyone as a person. Like, hold yourself accountable. The moment you can do that, then you have the right, if you really want to be snarky. To hold others accountable. Yep. Which is the whole reason why couples fight. It's the whole reason you're not doing this. You're not doing <laughs> that. Blah, blah, blah. Why yeah. people get fired from jobs. Why there's stress. Like we all know what the solutions are to our problems. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah. So you just have to have the conversation with yourself and accept either you're gonna do it because your dreams and your life is that important to have to do that, yeah. or you accept that you won't and you accept where you are. Yep. And either is fine, to be honest. Either is fine, as long as you are honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's beautiful. You know, because then it's like I'll ask people, like, "Hey, do you really want this? Like, what's your what's your dream with music?" Yeah. And they're like, honestly, you know, I just want to DJ on town, do it. I have my life here. I'm good.
0: Beautiful. Perfect.
1: That be- is beautiful. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. To know what you want. I feel like I sound like Gary Vee. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you had a little voice <clears> in there. But like
1: um. That. <laughs> It's beautiful. And I have friends who work nine to fives who are so happy. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, that's amazing. Yep. That's the whole goal. And we, we, as others, have to support that. Even if we don't think it's what they are capable of, mm-hmm. if they are happy, so what? If yeah. you're not hurting anyone else, so what? You know? Yeah. Um, and so that starts from having it here. I know I expect to be doing this the rest of my life. Yeah. I know I want that for other artists who are better than me, who could do it, and they won't. And I had to accept, because these people were telling me, yo, I'm happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And I was like, are you out of your mind? You're wasting your potential, your talent, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. And I realized, dude, they've been telling me the answer the entire time. Like, they're happy. Yeah. Why should I complain? I should be supportive of that. Yeah. As opposed to like, adding stress to their life or something they don't want yeah you know and so i don't know it's it's beautiful i think that phrase that statement you should you should like you won't grow until you want to grow and we can't expect others to grow when they don't want to grow totally and I, i think that's probably the biggest problem we all have with each other as society
0: is like refusing to accept another person's success or failure yeah right if you're failing why aren't you doing better if you're doing great why am i not doing better than you it's always comparison it's always a comparison man and and like, that's why I, I admire you in so many ways, because I just see you, and you acknowledge all those things, but you're concerned about yourself, and that's what I meant with yeah. selfishness. But yeah. you also are so selfless <laughs> that you're willing to help out anybody.
1: Well, yeah. The only reason I can do that is because I've taken care of it in here, you know? Yeah, bro. If, um... I feel like we're getting deep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, so um... Deep. <clears throat> people People don't acknowledge... What they're going through, they don't. They we will try to fight it. It's, it's natural. How, it's how our society. Is. It's it's yeah. And frankly, it's American society. True. Europeans are a lot more. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Depends where in Europe you are. True. But you know they're a lot more accepting of enjoying life versus having success in financial dreams and goals or whatever. Like they just want to be happy. They want to live a fulfilling <clears> life. Um, yeah, for sure. And so I know for a fact. The only reason I can help people is because I'm selfish in helping myself first. Um, like that, and no one else, no one else can do that for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we all look to people and we wonder why we're getting let down, um, and we feel let down when someone's not there for us or we're going through our time and no one and everyone's dropping us. But then you realize, as cold as this is gonna sound, it's not their job. Mm-hmm. It's like. You, they should, you should want them to care. You should want them to care. Yeah. But if they don't do it, you can't be mad. Yeah. Because at the end of the day... Absolutely. At the end of the day, if you care about you, if you care about you, then frankly, that's all you need. Um, and so when you have that fulfillment within, then you can go and help others. Because if you really are let down, yeah. then you're going to make sure no one else feels that way. Yep. So you have to take care of the shit in here anyways. <laughs> Do you yeah, have to go do that. Dude, true. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, as complicated as it is, it's very simple. Um, yeah. And it's keys to life, I feel like. I mean, I like I said, I don't know shit, but I know I've lost everything. Multiple multiple times in a lot of different ways. And so for me, I know what that feeling's like yeah. at the bottom.
2: Yeah.
1: I know what it's like at the top.
2: Yeah.
1: I know that the entire time I've gone through multiple changes, but since I've established, I know what I am, I'm good, I got me. Regardless of any position I am, whether I'm broke or whether I'm the top the last five years, I'm still the same to others. I can still help others. Um and when I need the time myself I take it. Yep. Um and if you care about your friends, you'll do that because you don't want to take it out on them. And so I don't know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, charm
0: Goddamn bro. This kid this kid's fucking speaking some real shit right now, man. But I didn't ask those questions. I didn't bring up any of these things be-
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I didn't want you to say anything different. It's man. things.
1: It's things that people don't say. Yeah. Can I actually can I actually say something? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the whole point of this rebrand, I don't know if you look here to the younger DJs. The whole point of the rebrand. Look there. There. Yeah. Excuse, excuse that? <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole point of the rebrand is really to like. Be honest. No one tells you how shitty this shit can be. Yeah. In the music, music industry. In the music industry. Yeah. No one can tell you that. And as a creative, it's the same thing as the athlete. Whatever. No one You tells hear you. about it. <clears> yeah. You hear about it, and everyone thinks it's going to be great. It won't happen to me. It will happen to you. You'll be in very tough spots as a yeah. person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you'll be screwed over and by people you think that care about you. Yeah. Um, you'll be lied to. But... On the flip side, you have people who will take care of you. Right. You have people who will make sure you get paid. You have people who will give you opportunities. Um, you have to ride out a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of the shit. You know when to pick your battles. Yeah. Um, because if, if I acted like how I wanted to, I would I would not be DJing anywhere. I would have gone off on so many people. Yeah. But I realized. You I'm ready like, to. I realized I'm not going to let this person dictate my dream. Yeah. Whether it's intentional or not. Right. I still have to keep moving.
2: Um,
1: And be as honest as you can with yourself and with others. Understand that even the assholes have a story as to why they're an asshole. And then you can better understand how to move forward in your music career. Um, And how to work with certain people who you may think are shady and slimy. Yeah, Um, Because those things exist. They are there. Just as there's a negative, there's a positive, you know? Mm-hmm. you know? You have to acknowledge both. And so find Absolutely. that find that find that one person who takes care of you and go off with of there. Um, and then the rest will, you know, you attract your vibe attracts your tribe. that's <laughs> shit. It's <laughs> true. I hate, yeah. I hate saying that cuz I hate that phrase. You going
0: to electric forces here? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: you brought the Molly Rocks, bro.
0: <laughs> I love it though, man. It's so true. Yeah,
1: and I have that I have that literally I have a flag of that. It's like a panda that says, your vibe attracts your tribe.
0: I mean, it's so true, man. And
1: it's true. What you put out is where you're going to get. And so if you fall into the dark, seedy stuff, cause don't get me wrong. You will. You will at certain points. Know that it's okay, but know that you have to pull your, yourself out of it when you recognize it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
1: absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, and no one says that. No one says it's okay to do that. And I'm telling you it is. Go be a bad person. Kidding. <laughs> sarcasm go be yourself yeah just go be yourself and you'll you'll end up exactly where you need to be
0: god you literally answered the question i was gonna oh what's the ask was the question ask what would you say to not just djs and producers but creatives mean creatives nope. what creative? would you say to people who have struggled this year that have struggled with identity their whole life yeah and now you who <clears> has done so many different things when you know what i mean like i talked about it before we got on air you were a pro soccer player. You traveled the world. You were in Sweden at what? Seventeen years old?
1: Uh, no, I was nineteen. Tw- nineteen. Yeah, in there. Yeah.
0: Nineteen. Might as well be seventeen. Yeah, Let's be basically the same right? thing. You went back and forth from Iowa. You played soccer in uh, El Paso. <laughs> uh it's Brownsville, Texas. Brownsville, Texas. It's right. where the
1: the detention camps are for the way more yeah. south. Yeah.
0: You've seen and met a lot of different people in your life. And in my opinion, already being 25 years old, you've lived a few different lifetimes. Yeah. And I think that you've seen all the things that you've talked about. You've seen light, you've seen dark, you've been on both sides. Yeah. Now you kind of find yourself in the middle knowing what the difference is. Mm-hmm. And do you think only through life experience being able to do that? <clears throat> or if someone is is having identity issues, whether it be in the music career or music business?
1: I think it's, um. in terms of applying that lesson to your your career? Yeah. You have to I think it's one thing. It's it really comes down to it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But you have to know and accept when it is in order to be okay. Okay. Um and anything. And so Yeah. I know for me personally <clears throat> I've lived in my car. I've dabbled in very toxic things that yeah. jeopardized my life and yeah. did. Yep. Um and I've also done amazing things and been a fitness model and done all that stuff. Right. <clears throat> Your job and to the extremes, you know, yeah. on one side or the other, like putting on twenty pounds to be a fitness model that's and then destroying exactly destroying destroy my brain with freaking every substance yeah. you could ever think of. Yeah. Um. And that's that's me, you know. I've done both those things, and I lucked out that I'm here. <laughs> but you have to you have to understand that. It's your job to not... You can be extreme in some things. Yeah. You know? Um, And I have addictive personality. So, I heard this NPR podcast. Love NPR. (laughs) Love (laughs) it. You listen to NPR? And literally, it talked about someone who's addicted to drugs... Yeah. Rechanneling the addictive personality into positive things. You know? Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, my addiction to raging at one point in my life and destroying my body... Yeah. I channel it now into fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot better. That same drive, that same that same determination to do that.
0: Go, go go go. Go
1: go go. You just have to direct that go, and so yeah, I love that as a creative. It's not easy to do, right? Well, yeah, it's not, it's not. It's not easy. It takes a long time. You know, it's something I work with every day. It's something I struggle with every day too. Yeah, it benefits me and it it kills me, every day. Um, you have to accept one that it's okay to be in either thing like I said but two understand that if you are in that you have to know how it's gonna affect your dreams
2: mm-hmm. the
1: people around you that care about you
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yourself because um, to me that's, those are the three things I focus on like my family um, you guys my friends uh, my peers <clears throat> myself yeah. and my music dreams yeah. um, and so if one of those things is becoming detrimental to that then you have to look in the mirror and say is it worth it
2: yeah
1: is the are the friends worth it are you worth it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: are the dreams worth it Mm -hmm. and if you say yes like is it worth it to do all this and it's gonna you know get rid of all these things and you say i'm done with it move on like my soccer career i had four injuries four injuries that were like six months and five years
0: yeah after spending your whole life After, working to work. Yeah. It.
1: And like, my soccer, my pro career, as awesome as it was, it was so short. It's con- it would be considered a failure in yeah. my day terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at one point, I literally was going through my hip surgery recovery and I'm just like, dude, I want to be able to walk when I'm older. I want to be able to, if I ever have kids, want to be able to play with their grandkids and not have a fake hip or fake knee yeah. or whatever. Um, and so I stopped it because I realized like my dream was not worth it at that point because it was affecting me and those I loved Yeah. Long Um, and so you just have to have honest conversations with yourself, honest conversations and really acknowledge what's happening. Like acknowledge the shitty people, acknowledge when the shitty people can help you. Yeah. Acknowledge what it is. I mean, in terms of music, like acknowledging that you will have to work with assholes and those assholes will plug you. And some of the nice people won't plug you, and you're like, "What the fuck?" It's mind boggling, <laughs> but you have to know what you're doing and be upfront about it. You yeah. know, yep. like if I'm working with an asshole, I will keep my my interactions minimal because I want to respect the business. It's all about the business, then, and yep. that's it. So find one thing in everything that's gonna make you be able to do your dream yep. and stay true to you without conceding any of that. Yeah, because um, to me. That, like, finding that positive where it's like, okay, this person may be a jerk, but I know that then I can turn around and book my friends who deserve opportunities, then are you going to just be like, oh, he's a jerk, I'm not going to work with him. Yep. Or you bite the bullet in the short term, which is right. nothing, take a few words. Right. And then you get to plug homies that deserve to be playing. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's the whole goal. So I don't know if that answered the question. Um, I think it did. But, you know, as an artist, that's creative, you're, you're still doing this shit because you believe in it. Yeah. You know, if you've been through the quarantine and you can, and you're still going for it. Yeah. You clearly want this. It matters um, to you. It matters to you. And so, don't lose sight of that no matter what else is going on. Like, acknowledge there will be very rough times. This is probably the roughest time for any creative in our lifetime that we will experience.
0: Oh, without a doubt, man. I mean, we're living through history.
1: Yeah, we. This will be our Great Depression, our Spanish Flu.
0: Yeah.
1: Our World War Two. It's our life changing moment, and so. Yeah. Grind through this. It sucks. There's not. That's not the, the sexiest answer. But you you know it's it's gonna I think suck. It's the right answer, bro. Yeah, you and know it, it's gonna suck. You remember? Uh, I
0: don't know if you saw this. Uh, our 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 good friend uh, <laughs> Nick Nice, Nick Matsey. Mm-hmm. He reason why I'm a DJ. He's a man, and uh, he's going to be doing some really big things this year, but he just shared this simple post, and it, all it said was, I want to see what happens if I don't quit. Yeah. And it seems, it's so simple, right? Yeah. But I think that's kind of the, the attitude that I've had for so long, mm. and it, to see it kind of put so simply, and to hear you say all those things, I think that just kind of encapsulates so much of what it's like to be an artist right now, is how easy it would be to quit and how understandable yeah, it is. absolutely. For yourself, for your friends, for your family, whatever it might be, is understandable to give this shit up. Yeah. No but one if, will blame you. If you have 1% battery, bro, find a fucking charger and see what happens when you're 100%. So... You know what I mean?
1: Abby Wombach's mom. Yeah. Abby Wambach, best women's soccer player of all time. Yes. Honestly. Like, statistically. Yeah, like... Abby Wombach's shit. She's... She's... In, she would destroy me on a field. She is so good. Could we beat so her two-on-one? Huh? Could we beat her two-on-one? No. No, not a chance.
0: So you're saying I suck, too.
1: <laughs> I'm saying we
0: equally suck. So. Okay, okay, fair.
1: Her mom... uh, is another NPR story. If you don't listen to NPR, listen to it. Yeah,
0: oh, this one I'm wearing today. It's yeah. like...
1: So she's telling the story, and she was going to quit in high school. She was going to quit. Really? She wasn't happy. She hated it. And she her was- mom gave the best advice, which... Honestly, if I was going to give advice, it's this. If you don't like it, that's fine. You can quit. Yeah. But quit or have that decision made when it starts getting good again. When, when you start getting to a point where it's hitting and it's good, mm-hmm. work back to that point. And if you can honestly say that you want to quit then, then you know for you, it's over. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything. But we want to quit when it's hard. We do. And so, But if you can get back to that point and you're like, I don't even know why I was quitting.
0: That's when regret happens, right?
1: That's the, yeah, you will will regret everything. And I know for me, like, I know for my soccer career, the whole reason why I had a hip surgery after, pretty much near the end, is because I had to go back for me, play with a semi-pro team in Aurora, and just with no pressure, right, and just, you know, be around people that knew me as going through this kind of, like, you know, transformation within me and transitioning from soccer player to artist,
2: yeah.
1: I just needed to know, like, do I still love the sport? Yeah. Because if I do and I still want to quit, that's beautiful. And I went through that whole season and I remember I was like, yeah, I love this sport, but I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You know, like You followed her advice. I followed my advice and you just see it out. And so I recommend if you want to give up or anything, like I implore you to stick through all this shit. If you already made it this far, there's no reason to stop now. Yeah. And so if you can get back, work yourself back to a point where you're happy doing it. Have that conversation immediately. Is this something I still want? Because it's really easy to turn your back when it's hard. It's a lot harder to turn your back when it's good. Because then you're making the right decision so as true, opposed man. to the right time to make that decision. You so know? true. Um, and then you'll, you'll be happy because no, no one can fault you and I'd be, I'd be crushed to know that if I stopped today but then, you know, my tracks are blowing up and I'm not even DJing anymore, I'd be like, what the fuck was I thinking? We're in so deep, bro. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> already in deep. Doing whatever it is, so...
0: I agree. It's, um, and, even, and and this is advice, too. Even if you are just wanting to get into this, if you're like, why would I get into this? There's not listen, a very time. Listen to what Flynn said, too. Yeah. The, the competition <clears throat> bubble is shrinking. It's getting more talented, but at the same time, there's going to be more opportunity.
1: But just know... Just know... Just know that there's not a better time. There's not a better time to do it because once this shit reopens, I know I'm going balls to the wall. Yeah, and you, I, Well, that's the thing.
0: You've been going balls been to the wall. I've been going ball. balls
1: to the wall the entire time, and it's sucked. It has sucked in so many ways. But I know that once this shit reopens, I will be in a lot better spot than if I just decided to not release music because I was afraid that it wouldn't be able to be played everywhere when in reality, I'm just building the momentum to totally, hit bro. this shit hard to stop to keep the momentum our, our biggest fear um when the shit was happening was the momentum stopping for me as a performing artist
0: which is totally understandable
1: yeah and you know i was playing every i was a weekend every fucking weekend at prism or big Congress, shows big shows like mean, going radius
0: going. just open like yeah you had everything in front of you but you remember what i said um i think it was pretty early on it must have been in in may i said everybody's on the bench Right, everybody's on the fucking bench. But guess what? This is an off season, and it's an extended off season. And whether we know it or not, there's a coach out there that is is checking scouts. Yeah. Don't do it for them, but just know that there's gonna be opportunity one day.
1: I mean, yeah, this is uh, like the whole the whole bring the kingdom thing. Yeah. Like that would have never happened if I just decided to not release music. If I decided to stop saying music to labels. If I stopped decided, you know, to to care about the brand because I didn't think it was the right time. Yep. And whether you want it whether people want it in there or not this is a full time thing even when it's not yeah like, it's in your sleep it's, yeah it's in your sleep and that doesn't change whether a pandemic is happening or not obviously life takes precedence if certain things are happening at home sure take the time to do that absolutely but you're doing that because you want to get back to what you want to do yep and what you believe in and so you know this is not a time to just stop working it's the time to work harder because it'll be recognized this is the first time everyone's eyes are on their phone everyone's eyes are on Airnet 24-7. Yeah. Or the time... If you're a make, movie maker, make a fucking movie. Put it out. Now. You have platform after platform after platform of We three, got YouTube. You have YouTube. Like, <laughs> what else do you need? Like, sure, you it'll take some time. But honestly, building that brand now, there's not a better time. Three of three months to hit the shit hard. You have yeah, all your man. heaters, release one of them right now. See what happens. See what happens. Make another one. Yeah, because as you say... You will, if you made that track, there will always be more tracks you made. I mean, listen to what we just did, bro.
0: We went through all your music. I think you get better and better with each track. That's something I talk about in every single interview, especially this past year. Do you release music during the pandemic when you can't play it live, when you're making hyogenic music? My personal opinion, yes, because every single time you release a track, you know there's a big difference between when it's in Logic or it's in your DAW and you listen to it and you send it to your friends and say, great, and then all of a sudden it's live and you're like, it doesn't sound the same. I think I doubt myself, right? Yeah. Be vigilant in that sort of shit. Be confident and then know, I'm going to have an opportunity because I put myself out there. And And that's more than most. Yeah,
1: and know that you don't need anyone to validate that. You don't. At the end of the day... You don't. At the end of the day, your craft, whether it's music, whether it's your photos, whether it's the videos, it's honestly, at the end of the day, for you. That's why you're doing it. Yeah, bro. You know? And so you will recognize, hey, it may not get the plays and the, the festival videos of their song being dropped, but it will do what it needs to do for you. Yeah. And...
0: Love that, Flynn. Yeah. Dude, this has been such a great conversation with you, man.
1: Me too. I don't know how long we talked.
0: I don't either. We usually don't, but we're having a good time. Yeah, we're having a good time. I want to just acknowledge you again, bro. Like, I know you know that you're confident in what you're doing. But you exude this energy that is so unique and so special. And anyone who's around you or knows you feels welcome. And I think that's truly unique in the Chicago scene. I think that's truly it unique is. in the music scene. And just keep wearing your heart in your sleep, bro. And I mean, this rebrand for you, it's not even a rebrand.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a it's life-changing a, it's experience
0: a, <laughs> It's a growth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a growing moment for you. And it's like what I said. Like, you are ready to grow
1: i need it and know? i and
0: i see that in you and i feel that
1: yeah i'm so grateful, man i mean you tony colton believe in that i need to shout out colton more colton literally i told
0: it's <laughs> I, all cold i
1: i told i told colton he has more pull over you and tony he does and over me definitely because that's his video we started his first ever video was one of my first ever gigs like maybe the first ever gig i played on my own
0: yeah Colton's a man and, and that's and shout out to to Colton you guys gotta check him out as well yeah Colton we're Bogart. to
1: create W-R-K yeah, to create
0: very talented guy very motivated he's just like Flynn because he wa- he's he's law of attraction he and, will literally skull fuck this dream and, into and existence and
1: understand too like yo we're all we're all just a kid from somewhere yep there's no reason why I should be you but there's also no reason why I can't be you we gotta end on that yeah we gotta end on that Mom, I love you. Dad, I love you. Mom, I love you. Dad, I love you. And uh, shout out to my dog and Gracie and and the man's term. Um,
0: Thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you go check out Flaminio on all social media. Check out Kickstart My Art, And we got some big things coming in 2021. Hope you guys have a great year. Shout out to
1: Suzette, baby. Shout out to Suzette, my video
0: editor. <laughs>